that we let, we gave a pass on farting. A pass. <laughs> It's I knew no where pass. he was going with not that. A pass. I can see Thank where you. he was going with it. Wow. The red flag. It's not always obvious. But, you know. <laughs> red flag, yellow flag, all the flags. I can't believe it. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast. The only podcast that brings on a special guest and turns them into a judge as we practice the art of perception and persuasion. And my question for you, keyword, all up in my dictionary this week, people. HLS, yes, my question to you is for Halloween, were you Waldo? Because I feel like every time we record, you are in a different spot. Where's where's HLS? Where's HLS? Yeah, I try to keep the people guessing. I try to keep the people guessing. You know, you don't know where I'm going to be. And that right there might spill right into our topic because that sounds like a red flag to me. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to be. Very suspect. That sounds real, real, real suspect. So the person who's going to help us with that is actually in competition for with the Three Geeks podcast with one of the shortest bios, okay? So we have, <laughs> we have a social media influencer and entrepreneur. She has a list of big accomplishments and bad men. Now, I don't know if she means bad, like bad, like damn, that boy's bad, or bad as in, oh my God, that boy's bad. <laughs> We're about to find out and ask her. She's a single mother of four who lives in the heart of Amish country. So please welcome to the My Five Cents podcast, Keisha Beachy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, thank okay, you Keisha. so much for having me. Now, thank no. you for joining us, Keisha. It's a pleasure thank to have you. you. Oh. Yes. So let me start you off with our icebreaker. It's a tough what? one. It's a tough one, Keisha. It's yeah. a tough one. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> what is your superpower and how has it helped you in your journey? Oh, my goodness. I would say my superpower is perseverance. I can quite literally make it through anything. I've been through so much. So I feel like I can take on the world at this point and I'll be fine. Okay. So for the listeners out there, you're talking about being through so much. You're in the heart of Amish country. You are in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Where is where is Amish country? <laughs> so I live in, it's literally called the heart of Amish country. It's Holmes County, Ohio. They filmed some of the Amish shows here because we have the largest population of Amish anywhere. So all of my neighbors to my left, to my right, everywhere around me are Amish. It's actually a beautiful place to raise your kids, but it's a very interesting place for someone like me to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Don't necessarily fit in here, um, aesthetically pleasing or like by that nature, but I love living here. So. so the first part of your bio, you mentioned that you have a big list of accomplishments and yeah. In trying to look up your bio, I found your link tree and I found brand after brand after brand. Can you list your favorite accomplishments that you've had in this journey of yours? So my favorite and probably largest are, I've had a makeup um, 
product named after me. I am a top seller worldwide. I am a top sponsor worldwide and a top leader for some of the companies or one company in particular that I got my start from. Now, I, in doing that, have gained a social media presence that other companies like what you see on Linktree have reached out to me and picked me up and offered me brand deals. So I, my income, my entire income that supports myself and my children and the lifestyle that I live is from social media and the brands that you see on my link tree. Wow. Wow. Applause. 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 Yeah, applause. That's, that's significant. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. It's been a lot of work, a lot of work. I think a lot of people don't see, and you don't, you don't see behind the scenes, all the work that goes into it, but it is so worth it. So, so being a influencer, I know you, and you shared some things about your relationships and, and mm -hmm. do you find, do you find it easy to do, or is it just, at what point were you like, all right, maybe I shouldn't share this about myself, about my personal life, about my relationships to the yeah. point where you were like, ah, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay for the people to see or for people to know what's going on with me. Yeah. So I'm an oversharer by nature. <laughs> okay. um, it comes natural to me. You've probably met one in your life. You're talking to them and they just are telling you everything about their life and you never <laughs> ask. Yeah. So by nature, I'm an oversharer. And when I go through traumatic things, the internet is almost like my journal. And it's almost a way of taking the shame out of what I'm going through by just writing it down and putting it out there. So if I'm telling my story, it gives you absolutely no way to make up your own perception of what I'm going through if I just put it out there. So for me, it's a way to release the shame, the embarrassment, the trauma of what I'm going through. Oh, so I have a follow-up to that. So you mentioned yeah. kind of this vulnerability that you have out there. Uh, and I see mm -hmm. in your bio, you talk about being a single mother of four. Was the four with the same father? So I was married. I got married at the age of 18 to an ex-Amish man. Oh. Believe it or not, since I live in the heart Wait. of Amish country, very easy. Ex-Amish <laughs> man. Yes. So he left the Amish at 18 and I met him when he was around 22. I was 17. We got married when I turned 18. I was married to him for 12 years and we had three children. That marriage ended in infidelity, a, a, a huge infidelity, years of it actually. So that marriage ended and I started dating, I think before I was ready to start dating. I was, it's not hard for, a woman to find a man. It really isn't. But for a woman to find a good man, she needs to be healed. And I wasn't. And I ended up in a relationship that was incredibly toxic, but I got a fourth child out of it. And yeah, I wouldn't trade her for absolutely anything. And I learned a lot from that. Now I'm way picky and I have, I can see red flags a mile away. The problem is I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still give people the benefit of the doubt as a just kind of the person that I am, but I'm excited. I think you guys are going to be able to teach me something. <laughs> I have my own list, hey. but I'm ready to learn. <laughs> We're here to educate, you know, yes. yes. I think, I think you probably can teach us some few things, you know, you are the judge and we picked you for a reason. So yeah, for sure. thanks. I've been through a lot. So I think, I think you picked the right person here. Well, <laughs> let, let me ask you this then to part of, you know, you yes. said you, know, you have big accomplishments, including mm -hmm. a list of bad men. So. What, was it was it all that 
or was it some of it you you know because you know relationships are a two-way streak right so did you feel like i could have like in, in reflecting on your past relationships i could have done this better or was it really just bad luck and you just really just encountered the wrong guys honestly my marriage was amazing like we it was great and it was great to the point of i whenever we left the marriage he made sure that he let me know that it was not and there was not anything that i could do to have changed that situation i think and what i've come to realize is men are when they are insecure two things can feed them money or women so an insecure man can feed their ego and boost their ego with money or women. And I am attracted to a man that is not egotistical or full of himself. So I think that I honestly attract a more insecure man or I stick with a more insecure man. And I, over the course of my dating from my first boyfriend to my, my last relationship have always been cheated on, always. And I love, like I am no, I, I never once in 12 years turned my husband down for sex. And so it has always baffled me. But I think it goes way deeper than that. I think it goes into how secure they are in themselves. So while I think that there's no way that I could have ever been perfect, I definitely tried so hard. There's no part of me that doesn't want to be loved and love just endlessly. So that's a good question. I'm sure that there are probably things that I could have done better. I don't think anyone is perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, hindsight is always 2020 with that. You know, you can yeah. never really tell. But that's why red flags are important, right? Living in, in an Amish area, predominantly Amish area, I think there's a, and in, in due to my lack of knowledge, there's a perception that Amish people are a little bit more conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. With, <laughs> <laughs> is it and i know you said sometimes you give people the benefit of the doubt is it harder to see red flags because people are so conservative in Amish country that when you see people outside of that and people are like dare i say non-conservative it it kind of blurs that line in terms of what's the norm and what's not for me although i was raised in amish country i was not raised by any means by a conservative family. Both of my parents have been to jail or prison. Like I had it rough growing up. I've seen a lot. So I don't think that that is or has anything to do with, with it. I think that I'm just a rather naive person and I'm learning in the dating, like as I'm trying to date in this era versus when I got married at 18, things are different. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's definitely different. Before I got married, I had been with one person and then the guy that I married. It's a different culture. It's We're definitely in like a hookup culture and you have to have boundaries and it's something that I lack. So for me, I've kind of like chilled out on the dating a little bit because I know that I lack boundaries and I know that I need to work on myself more before I put myself in those situations i wasn't meant <laughs> to be there but i'm learning because we have to adapt somehow or i'll be alone forever right so. yeah i feel like back in the day in my early years of dating one of the questions used to be like so how many people have you slept with now i don't want to know oh. i don't i don't want to know <laughs> <Body count. laughs> no. it's too high for me yeah 
No, I don't ever ask that question. I'm scared of the answer. Please do not tell me anything about how many people you slept with or like anything. I want to feel like I was the only one. Just pretend it has been me. It's always <laughs> it's been me. There's never true been anyone or not. before it's me. true or not, just lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good start yeah. to the relationship. Just, just lie to I me. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how I attract the red flags. Just tell me all the lies. Just make me. <laughs> Well, it's what's interesting is you mentioned about, you know, you have to kind of step back from the dating, kind of tweak some things about yourself. Like, how, yes. how difficult has that been for you? Because it's like saying, I got to change my personality, right? I got to change who I am. How do you do that? Like, you can change certain habits about yourself. I tend to leave yeah. the toilet seat up. I'm going to put the toilet seat down, something like that. <laughs> but things what has, that's baked into your personality and who you are and your being, how difficult yeah. has that been for you to do that? It has been so hard. I've had to kind of pull myself away from everything and everyone. I went on a nine day solo cruise by myself oh, wow. and just spent a ton of time with myself without having any, because you can let your friends in, right? You let your friends in, you let your family in, like all of their voices. And then you don't have any time to hear your own. And so for me, I try to spend a lot of time alone and self-reflect. And I've also been praying so hard. And I feel like that has been key to everything. It's like what has brought all of my thoughts into one place. And it has given me hope that there's someone out there for me in due time. And it'll happen, but I do have to work on some things of my own or I'll repeat the pattern over and over. So you've been married, you've been in this toxic relationship. So you, your end game is to get married again? Yeah, I loved being a wife. Like, I love it. I love love. I love cooking dinner. I love just doing everything that a wife does. I love being a mother. I have very traditional values, despite um, being a boss babe and being able to provide for my entire family. And I, I provide well for them. Like, we have a great lifestyle, but I still have very traditional values. I still want to be the woman in the relationship. I want to be able to step back a little bit. I want a man that can take the lead. And it's hard to find today. It really is. Well, yeah, especially when you're combining, hey, I am a boss babe. Yeah. But I also... It's like mixed signals, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Very mixed signals. Because mm -hmm. that, that's really, mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're in a culture now that, you know, it's, you know, everyone's, it's supposed to be, you know, it's not always the case, but everyone's supposed to be on the same, you know, level, right? And there are people who believe in like in gender roles and relationship yeah. roles where um, a man should be one thing mm -hmm. in a relationship and a woman should be another thing in a relationship. But then you don't, you know, it, it's finding that balance is so mm -hmm. difficult. Yeah. So in my last relationship, I was still the sole provider. And I can tell you from experience that that, that as hard as you can try to make that work there at some point becomes maybe, oh gosh, I feel like the man needs to feel like he's doing something to provide for yeah. the family. I feel like there's just a desire there. There's a need there for a man to provide. And as hard as we tried to make that work, I feel like it hurt maybe his ego to not be able to provide. And it definitely didn't help me in like the respect area. It was very hard to respect a man that was taking a nap while I was working my ass off to provide for not only my my children, but his. So That's tough. it was hard. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. 
Now, when you say sole provider, like, is he, he's working or is he not working? <laughs> not working. What? Oh, man. So that, there's like no chipping in going on at all. Not one, not one penny. I mean, was he got laundry <laughs> dishes? Was he cooking? He did. He Things like that. At least. So he did cook about, yeah, about 50% of the time he would cook. And he did do the dishes most, yeah. I would say, most of the time. He did take out the trash most of the time. I still have a cleaning lady that came in every week, but he, he didn't do a good job of it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I just I've had the same cleaning girl since. I mean, it's probably been ten years now. So just as kind of a, just to help him out a little bit, I <coughs> kept her. Sure. Yeah, it's it was an interesting experience. I give and I give and I give sure. um, when I love someone endlessly. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot from that. And so now it has been harder to date because I know what I don't want. And it's that again. <laughs> and so. that sounds like a perfect segue into our topic today, which we are discussing <laughs> the best, or I will say the worst, Red flags? I don't even know how we go with that. The biggest. That's the biggest. I think both of them. Maybe the reddest. I don't know what we're going to call it. The reddest red flag. (laughs) The most colorful. The most colorful red flag. But that's what we are going to do. So Logical Genius, go ahead and explain to Keisha what is going to happen in the next segment. All right, Keisha, we're going to have some more fun. And you've heard our show. And you know what we do next. We debate. That's what we do. We, We debate and we need to have... A winner of this debate because Sosa Juve, HLS, myself love arguing with each other, but we never get a winner. And we need you and your expertise, your knowledge and experience to decide the winner of our topic, which is the biggest red flag, the biggest red, red flag, right? We would say it that way or whatever red for the brightest red flag. We have to work on that in a dating relationship. And we need you to decide which one of us has the best list. So what we're going to do next is each of us are going to present to you our list of our top five. And you get to decide at the end of it who's in third place. We jump over second place because second place doesn't really matter. Middle child, right? <laughs> and we want us to know, you want you to tell us who is the first place winner. That's okay. it. Okay. I can do um, that. All right. Now HLS. Please explain to Keisha, what is the criteria for judging? So the criteria for judging, Keisha, is that there is no criteria. Not known. <laughs> you might choose me because I'm a natural beauty and I don't need makeup. Oh. And that might be the oh. reason why. My what? Goodness. My goodness. I, I hope you took that as a dig. I felt like that was a dig. And you didn't get that points was, off for that. Rough. That was a yeah. little rough. That was a little rough. A beige flag on that play. <laughs> yeah. Throw it up. Throw it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. You might like the fact, just the way the list is delivered, because delivery matters. <sighs> delivery does matter, but logic matters even more. So you might like a list. That's the most logical list. It is completely up to up you. Up to you. Perfect. But your first decision now is it is you get to decide who goes first. Okay, let's go ahead and hear yours first, HLS. Okay. It's the no makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, Put them on the you spot. don't get the makeup for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. 
So here's my five cents on the topic. And this is before you guys actually become boyfriend, girlfriend, before you get to that level. Okay. When you just kind of get to know each other, feeling each other out and saying, hey, do I want to get to the next level with that person? So at number five, I have no manners, right? You're at a restaurant and the person's maybe treating the waitress rude or it might be a little bit of weight or there might be a discrepancy over someone's seat at the movie theater. And somebody just doesn't handle it the best way. They might be rude and disrespectful. That's a precursor to something a little bit further down the line. Maybe anger issues, maybe some internal damage. I don't know. No manners. No manners. And number four, no long-term planning. We're in a relationship, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm looking to build with you, right? Are we going to stay in the same town? Are we planning to move? Like, hey, I have this new job opportunity across the country. How can we make this work, right? I have a budget. I have a salary. I want to include you. I'm trying to think long-term with you and and how are we going to build together? How are we going to build a future? If you don't have any of those things, kind of where you are as an individual to take me on your journey as a partner, I don't know. It might not be the right, right fit for me. And number three, someone's too busy. But they have time for everybody else but you. Oh, I got this to do. I got that to do. You don't check in. You don't call. Everyone has a cell phone. Easy to send a text. Hey, how you doing? How was your day? They're too busy for you. I have time for everybody else but you. And number two, this is pretty significant. You know what's a red flag when they keep you a secret? You're not invited to the cookout. You're not invited to the reunion. You're not invited to Thanksgiving. Nobody knows you. Nobody's seen you. Nobody's heard of you. You're only getting together at your place, at my place, someplace across town where nobody knows us. And they keep you a secret. Huge red flag. And then number one, the biggest red flag is no accountability. They don't admit when they're wrong. They don't mm-hmm. say sorry. They don't acknowledge you when you should have been acknowledged. It's your birthday. They forgot your birthday. Oh, my bad. It's just another day. Yeah. We'll, we'll celebrate tomorrow. No accountability. And that, Keisha, is my five cents on the biggest red flags when you're in a dating relationship. Those are great. Thank you. Thank you. Now, who do you want to hear from next? Mm-hmm. Let's do Logical Genius. Keisha, Keisha, Keisha. First of all, let me let me, let me me thank HLS for that perfectly read Google search list. <laughs> applause, applause. Great job. Great Listen, job. <laughs> I, I, I've dated around a little bit. I, I know red flags. I've seen them. Okay, sure. So here's my <laughs> list. And it's interesting. We had an episode a while ago. Great Jana Marie. Shout out to Big Lash Energy Podcast. And we had and the topic of that show was signs to end a dating relationship. And it's, you know, it was almost like, oh man, this could overlap with that because, you know, but I think this list pulls back because you're not ready to it's not a necessary sign for you to say, all right, end this relationship. I'm done with it. No, no. It's it's something to watch out for. It may not be, it may not mean anything later on, but it's something to watch out for. So at number five, I have I think someone who is pretty controlling, right? Early on, regardless of whether you are in, in the, the earlier stages of relationship, like HLS mentioned, or halfway through, or even towards the, the latter half of their dating relationship, but someone who is 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 kind of like constantly trying to tell you what to wear, or you say you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't do that, like and, and kind of almost is slowly taking away your independence. 
I think that's a red flag. It may be cute in the beginning, or maybe, oh, they, they just care about me or they, they care about what I'm wearing. But then, you know, piles on and piles on and piles on. So that for me is number five. At number four, it's a different angle than what I think HLS just mentioned about being secretive. I think you have to look at whether or not they have any other connections with other people, right? Or didn't want to be, didn't, like, I didn't meet any of their friends. So it's like, you start to wonder why they don't have that relationship with other people, right? And that, to me, it's a flag that maybe they're not good at connecting with people, excuse me, connecting with people. And if they're having a hard time connecting with people in a friendship, that could be difficulty in connecting with in a personal relationship with you. And again, could be a red flag to say, oh, this might not be the person for me. So that to me is number four. Number three, I think is an important one, very important one. And, and you mentioned this, Keisha, about how you are. But I think if they refuse or hesitate to share their food with you, you know, <laughs> If, if you know, if somebody's ordering something and you're like, oh, I want, oh, can I try some of that? Or, or can I take a bit of that? No, no. Why didn't you, why didn't you order your own? I, I ordered it myself. You should have ordered something for yourself. If you wanted something like that, you should have gotten it too. That's not the point, right? We've learned this at an early age. Sharing is caring. It's one of the earliest lessons you learn as a child, right? And if that lesson hasn't stuck with you into adulthood, into a dating relationship, that's the problem. You know, that's the problem that someone is hesitating to share your food, especially with someone you supposedly care about and in a relationship with. They don't share your food. Big red flag. Big red flag. At number two, if they don't fart around you, <laughs> there is something, <laughs> there is something about not farting around another person. Here's why. Why? We we know everyone farts, right? everyone farts. I know a lot of women like to admit to say, I don't fart. I, I've heard women, I had friends, female friends who've said, I've never farted. Shut up. Are you human? If you're a human being, you farted before. So the fact that you don't feel comfortable enough to fart around mm -hmm. me. I you wouldn't. Look, you wouldn't? You've never I farted would, around someone in a relationship. I wouldn't. I would not. Oh, I will go to the no, restaurant. No, but see, to me, I that's that they, it, it, it ties like, into, but to me, it's a ooh. red flag of being in that relationship. Maybe like, oh, this person hasn't farted around me. It's been seven oh. months. I don't know why. <laughs> why do I, why is it, maybe yeah, this is the relationship for me. Maybe they don't trust me enough, right? Maybe that's the case yeah. because you should be comfortable enough. Like, you should be comfortable enough with farting around <laughs> the other person. And that goes into my number one. It goes into your trust, right? Because Trust is big. At every, at every point of relationship, trust is big. I know trust has to be earned, right? Trust has to be earned, and it's not always given immediately. But there has to be some level of trust behind that. So if you don't trust yourself enough to fart around me, I don't know. I don't know what it is about me about this relationship. I know it might be a red flag for me to move on because if, if I don't hear a fart soon, I might have to move on. How do you so, guys feel about that? Do you feel the well, same? Well, actually, I, he, I'm glad he said what he said because I was a little bit scared because what he said, this number two ties into my number one. I thought he was going to taking a shit. Like, hey, <laughs> if we can't take a shit in the bathroom when I'm in the bathroom, then forget. I, I, I was really concerned I mean, that. that. I, was I mean, that could, be, that could be on the list. That could be on the list. I, I had to look it up. I had to look it mm -hmm. up because... I thought logical genius was about to take us into this little crazy kink world. And actually, there's a word for it. 
there's a word for it. If you're sexually aroused by farts, which I think that's what logical genius is saying. No. What no. is it? What is it? Yeah, it's not Remember, red flags, red he, flags. Proctophilia. Red flags are, are, are warning signs. And to me, if someone is not comfortable enough to fart around you, and I'm saying, I'm not saying. All of a sudden, you just lay out all the gas in, in your entire body and just go off and go crazy. No, you're not going to be disrespectful in that manner. I'm not going to run up to you and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, let me tell you something. No, 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 none of that. But I think it's a red flag. It's one of those warning signs that you have to pay attention to. And I think someone who is comfortable enough to fart around you tells you something about that person. Whether you, you take it in a good way or a bad way. I mean, yeah. But for me, if they don't do that, I think it's a bad sign for me. That I question why they don't, right? Why aren't they comfortable enough to do that around me? You know, what, what, what I mean, else are they hiding? If they're going to hide a fart from me, they must be hiding something else. And so, Keisha, that's my I, I list. Learned, as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, I'm not going to yuck someone else's yoke, <laughs> right? If, if, if it's all adults, get ahead. Logical. If you like to do that stuff, I'm not, gonna, I'm not judging. I'm not going to yuck it. If that's your yum, I'm not gonna yuck it. You're you're a consenting adult. Go ahead. Yeah. First of all, you, you you've never farted around anyone in your relationship. I don't. That's a lie. I don't, that's a lie. I don't. How do I get to cross examination without getting to my list? Anyway. Hey, Keisha, Keisha, Keisha brought it up. She's the judge. She gets to dictate how this thing goes. But... Go ahead. So, Go ahead. So, what's your five oh, guys? I, I no longer even know what the topic is. So, here's my five cents on what I think the topic is. All right. <laughs> you, you got all distracted by we were... proctophilia. That's what happened. <laughs> all right. So, Keisha, at number five, I have displaying intense jealousy, especially early on. People mistake jealousy as cute, right? Oh, he cares about me. Oh, he's a little jealous. It's not cute. It's the beginning of the takeover, people. That's exactly what it is. So jealousy is at number five. At number four, they start dictating who you can talk to or who you can see. Oh, I don't like that friend. You're going to have to block them. If they uh, start giving you the ultimatum, it's either that person or me. Choose that other person. They are only trying to control you. At number three, I call this the clinger. And that is when your partner has no other friends or hobbies and you are it. It's a problem. I was in a relationship where I wanted to say to this girl, girl, you need to make friends so you can have someone to talk shit about me too instead of me. You're like, you're talking shit about me to me? Like, I need to get some friends. Like, ah, the clinger. At number two, any display of violence whatsoever. I was watching this documentary on O.J. Simpson, and on the first date, the first date, he got physical with Nicole Brown. And I sat there like, girl, what? That, was that not a sign right there? And we saw how that turned out. And at number one, and really, I should call this don't listen to HLS, but <laughs> unaligned relationship goals, okay? HLS introduced this term to me. It's called temporary permanent. And I was like, oh, this is a kind of cool, smooth word. Wait, first of all, HLS, you mind explaining to Keisha what a temporary permanent is? A temporary permanent is your permanent person for a temporary amount of time. You know going in 
you're gonna get out. It could be a summer fling, it could be a, a winter bunny. You know, you could be at summer camp, and you know, once summer camp is over, it's done. But at summer camp, that's your boo, that's your main squeeze, that's your thing. So in my younger years, I thought that that was real cool, real smooth. I was like, oh, I can't let you smooth with this one. So I decided to use that on a female, and she never spoke to me again. So our, <laughs> our relationship goals were not aligned. They were not aligned at all. And that is my five cents of the topic, Keisha. What's going to happen next is mm -hmm. we're going to get into something that's called cross-examination, which we already started with the logical geniuses list. Do you have any questions for us as far as points of clarity in regards to our list? Um, honestly, no. I'm kind of stuck on the farting thing. <laughs> it it, it um, makes you think. I, it, you don't realize it. It's one no. of those things, those in between the lines that you need to pay attention to because it's it's important. No, so I grew up with I grew up with three brothers and none of them like they don't we don't burp or fart like they were clean freaks like we're just different <laughs> so the first time in my whole life i've ever heard a man say that that would really? be a problem and, um, and it might be your last i hope it's, it's, um, it's about so, it's about the level of comfortness you have with that person yeah that's that's what it ultimately comes down to because uh, again let's say not to stick to the bowel movements but let's say someone had diarrhea you know, are, are you going to shame them for having diarrhea because they ate some bad tacos or some bad spicy food or whatever? No, it's just naturally something that happens. Now, if you're constantly walking around farting in public and all of that stuff, like, and just not giving a care in the world, that's completely different. But, like, if you're home and someone just, you know, lets something loose, it happens. It's it's not meant to, like, oh, I, my goodness, yeah, you're I'm disgusting. Not. No, no, not, not that. It's to show the level of... Because... People are, when they are getting into a relationship, there is that wall that's up, right? The wall of, of comfortness. And they're like, I don't want to show too much. I don't want to reveal too much because I don't know who this person is to me just yet. And I think when the farting, it's literally, figuratively, a release. <laughs> so I feel like that opens the door. It opens the door to them then thinking it's okay to fart. And I just don't, I just... Don't welcome that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think you have to. You, I think you have to take away the action behind it than okay. the actual. I see know, what you're saying. Behind it, yeah. I see what you're saying. So my next question is: um, Are all of you guys in a relationship currently? Are you married? Are you? Yeah. One by That's one here. Relationship. Okay. We're all in a relationship. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That's that helps a lot. Okay. All right. HLS, did you have anything for cross-examination? <laughs> I kind of do. I, I don't want to go back to the farting, so I'm, I'm going to leave that alone because <laughs> I think that was very telling. But but let's let's talk to your social juve. Let's talk about your number four, right? Biggest red flag. And, and dictating who you could talk to, who you could see is important, but it could be done out of love because you might have a friend or your lady might have a friend that's a female version of HLS. Do you really want your girl hanging out with the female version of HLS? Let's be honest. Yes, because I love HLS. HLS is my guy. So, <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. No, I, here the, the reason why that is in, it's kind of the next step from the jealousy piece, right? Jealousy is planting the seeds, but once they start dictating who you can talk to, 
it goes into the next level of control and control can lead to this toxicity. It can lead to this abusive place. So it's something that you have to be cognizant about. You can't just brush that off as, oh, okay, well, you know, he's just creating boundaries and I just want to respect him or his boundaries. The people that that person may be eliminating from your life, that person may see that person as a threat. And that to me is another sign of insecurity. You can be insecure. And, and I think that might be okay, right? Because if you're in a relationship, if you're going, if you're building that gap and, and you're bridging that gap in, into love, into to something significant, you might be insecure about your weight. You might be insecure about your looks. You might be insecure about your job. Isn't it kind of your partner's job to help you mitigate that insecurity? Be like, no, baby, you're beautiful. Even though you might have a couple of pounds, no, it's okay. I still love you. So you might be insecure within yourself, right? Isn't that your partner's job to help manage that insecurity that you yeah, may be But feeling? I'm not the one who's insecure. It's my partner who's now insecure and trying to Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so you if your partner is insecure, you kind of have to help the whole it okay. being someone else's job to manage your insecurity that's something i think starts within first no it's not someone else's job to manage that's it. what you just it, said it's, a, it's you literally no, just said it's isn't it your helping. job to manage their insecurity am i did i hear no, it wrong? yeah Keisha, Keisha, no, what's your thoughts no, you on didn't that? hear wrong you didn't hear wrong. so i think that reassurance is everything because a woman or a man they will and they should feel comfortable enough to be like this person kind of makes me feel a certain way and they may be insecure or see it as a threat and that's a real thing. So I think reassurance is so important to be able to offer your partner reassurance and talk through that to let them know this isn't a threat. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah I think reassurance. That, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Absolutely. <laughs> need it. So Thank you, I have a question Thank about, you. yeah, I have a question. So do you guys think that it's okay to have friends of the opposite sex leading off of that 1000 I, so. I think you have i to. think it's healthy yeah 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 you need okay. to because you because there's a certain level of dare i say men from mars women from venus right there's a certain level of understanding i'm not going to have because i'm not a woman so i need to get the opinion like am i crazy i need mm -hmm. a woman, another woman's perspective to kind of help mm -hmm. me understand it and guide my thought process i feel like and a man should never take his problems to another woman like a problem within the relationship should never be taken to another woman i feel like that opens the door for that woman to swoop in just like it would for a man so say we're having a problem in the relationship and we go to a man like i would go to a man and tell him all about all the problems in my relationship and that he could see as an opportunity to swoop in and so I don't know if I agree. That that's an interesting conversation. It could be another topic for the show. I, I, that bleeds into like my number one, right? It's about the whole trusting, right? If there's a lack of trust, mm -hmm. if, if you were in a if you were in a friendship, and there's different levels of friendship, right? Someone could be yes. your best friend, a casual friend, an acquaintance, or whatever. Um, a work wife, yeah. Whatever. And you had a male if you were a guy, and you had a female friend. If you were a, a, a woman, you had a male friend. Prior to me, right? Prior to your relationship. And it was a good relationship. It's a relationship you enjoy, a friendship you enjoyed, and you trust, and you know there's boundaries, you know it's strictly friendship. Then I, I, who am I to, to say, oh, well, well, wait a minute, you have a, a, a friend of, a, a male friend or a female friend. I'm not cool with that because I'm a man or I'm a woman. 
I, I don't know about that. I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I get what you're saying that, oh, there's that level of, hey, maybe she's interested in you or he's interested in you. But that's the trusting part of a relationship, right? You have to have mm-hmm. that those boundaries involved because not all men are attracted to other women. Not all women are attracted to other men. You know, it's not, you can have, you know, strictly friendships and that's it. And, and that's it. I've had long-term friends who are, are, are women for years now. And that's all we are as friends because and they're one of my closest friends. I, I think that's normal. Yeah. So I went to school for criminal justice. And so I had a lot of male friends. I also, like I said, had three brothers growing up. So I just really get along with men. But I can tell you from experience as a woman that maybe one out of, let's be on the safe side and say like 40 men that I've ever been friends with has not tried to sleep with me. Like they would sleep with me in a heartbeat. One out of 40 in all of my years. And that's like throwing some numbers out there. But so I just don't know if I trust the man-female relationship as just being solely friends, but that's based on my own personal experiences. So it's nice to see you guys' perspective on it and think about that and maybe yeah, I think, I mean, speaking for myself, but I think I, I've known HLS and Social Jew for a you know, long time, you know, with family. And yeah. I know they have female friends, you know, close female friends. Mm-hmm. I, I've met them and they're friends, just that, you know, and I think it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I think having yeah. that relationship with someone of an opposite sex to kind of get that to what HLS was talking about, that different perspective, that alternate perspective, because if you're surrounding yourself with like-minded meatheads and knuckleheads, <laughs> you're, you're not going to understand the, the other side of the world, you know, yeah. and, and you need yeah. that perspective. Yeah. yeah. And you need someone yeah. to just be able to check you and you have trust in that friend that, Hey, I'm coming to you with this yeah. and not come with every problem because I agree with yeah. you on that Keisha. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be going yeah. every problem to my female friend. But if there's something that I've thought through and I'm not seeing the barrier and it's like, you know what? I think I may need a female perspective on this because I might be overlooking something. I think that there's value in that. But of course, there's got to be temperance. It can't be like, hey, Keisha's my new bestie. And now, Keisha, I'm telling you everything about what's going on with my business. That, yeah, there's limits. limits. I see. It's just, and I think it's still the same with, with male friends. Like you don't tell your male friends everything. There's certain things you yeah. kind of hold back about your relationship. Yes, I agree. I think that changes a lot of it. And I, I think that's a great way to look at it. You have to remember, too, I'm from Amish country. So <laughs> if you've ever seen an Amish gathering, the men sit on one side, the women sit on the other, and they stay completely separated. But I have enough distance from that to know that it's, possible but from my experiences yeah yeah and you're not the first woman that, that that's raised that yeah no, made, not like, all, had, you know friends ask the same question um, okay it's not something uncommon that people think of. yeah i think when you surround yourself by too many similar mindsets there's no growth that's true there's no growth everybody continues to think the same way and that hive mentality that behavior just yeah, that behavior just continues and, and mm-hmm. manifests. I love that you guys admit that you need a woman's perspective and you, you know, put value in a woman's perspective. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Because what So So Drew said, you may not think about something, and I can't put my, mm-hmm. I'm not a woman, and my mm-hmm. male friends aren't women. So they're not going to be able to look at it from that angle, from, from a woman's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Men are definitely more logical, and women run on feelings. So I could see that. I see how that would benefit. 
I think the intention going in. Logical genius. Did you have anything from cross-examination? I, I did. I, I think both of you had similar things, right? You, I think so. So you had like uh, alignment relationship goals. And I think that HL, to me, I read that the same as kind of long-term planning for you, HLS, right? So it's, it's yeah. goal-oriented. The reason why I raised that one as a, I'm not sure about that one is because especially like in, in newer relationships, or even young relationships, Keisha, you mentioned you got married at 18. You may not know your relationship goals, you know, immediately. You know, some people know right away, I want to start a family, I want to have kids. But depending on where you're at in life, that could, you know, be different for you. You know, someone who's younger is still kind of figuring out who they are as an individual, as a person, may not have those long-term goals ready. And also, too, when you meet someone, things change. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, oh, I didn't think I wanted kids until I met he or she. I didn't think I wanted to get married until I met he or she, you know, or I didn't think about my future career until this person was in my life. Talk about talking about what you mentioned earlier about, you know, affirmation, you know, this person put me on the right path and helped me get the right mindset going. So I think part of that, I, I don't know, I would agree with that, those two or that, I guess, the one of long-term planning or relationship goals. Like in the well, I'll let Drew, I'll let Soso talk about his. Mine is a little bit different, I believe is because I need to figure out what I'm doing for myself long-term, right? If I am dating someone and I know I am, you know, in this new city for a contract and I'm only going to be here for three months, my long-term plan is to go back to where I live. If I'm in a dating relationship and I'm telling you that this is my long-term plan, maybe my long-term plan doesn't align with yours. Maybe I don't want children. So let me pause. Maybe, let me pause you on that for a second. You as your age now, and you mm -hmm. twenty years ago, it's the same. No, but I also had a core belief system in, in who I am. Like I, I never wanted to, like for example, live in California. So the forty-year-old me and the twenty-year-old me, some of the goals are are the same or very similar. Yeah, but that's not if you're going to what you're saying. That's not a relationship goal. No, no. So, but I know, for example, if I'm in a relationship, right? Like I like, I like to be in the nucleus of my family, right? So living somewhere far away, so to speak, wouldn't fit who I want to be. So my long-term plan is to still be in a, a drivable distance away from my core family. So that's my individual goal. And that's how I parlay that into relationship. So for me on my end, to answer that question, Keisha is a boss mom, right? And I'm trying to pursue Keisha or I'm with Keisha, but I like to smoke weed every day. That's what I do. I sit on the couch and I'm going to smoke weed while she's going to be my weed supplier. Those goals don't align. Being a boss mom, a boss babe, trying to make boss moves and you have someone anchoring you, it, it doesn't match. It doesn't fit. It's a red flag. So when you see that's happening, you got to throw up the flag. Yeah, and, and again, I don't necessarily disagree with, with either one of you with those. I just think it becomes a little tricky at, at what point in your life when, when you're in the relationship, right? Me in, in my teens and early 20s, my, I mean, I, I didn't have that mindset, you know, at that age because I was still trying to figure out who I was, you know, personally, career-wise, even in a relationship versus me now, fast forward X number of years later, I'm a little more aligned with what I want. So I think that's, it's, if you're like, if someone was 18 years old right now, 
and they were going to ask me, give me your list. And I said, oh, what is this person, this 19-year-old kid or this 18-year-old kid who's still in the high school, just graduated high school, what is his long-term goal? And, oh, he doesn't have one? Get rid of him. That's going to be a tough thing for me to kind of give advice to someone on. Remember, you know, you, Keisha, you mentioned this earlier. You want to learn some things for us. So if we're teaching the youngins out there, right, because we're listeners, we have listeners far wide, young and old, you know, for all the younger ones, I don't know if I would say that. I would say, you know, get rid of this. This is a red flag. This person doesn't have a long-term goal, yet you're only 18, well, your, 19 years old. Your goals could always Absolutely. change, right? Your goals could always, always change. But you don't, you may not even 18. have any goals yet because you don't know, you don't know how to set them because you're at an early age. I think they're just trying to say that the goals need to align at the same time. Not necessarily like you have to know 20 years from now, but your goal now and their goal, you guys have to align to keep pursuing the relationship. Thank you, Keisha. That's exactly what I was trying to say. I don't know what HLS was saying, but that's exactly what I was trying to say. So for my cross-examination, <laughs> my cross-examination, HLS, uh, number three, too busy. So you have Keisha here, who once again is a boss babe, boss mom, boss everything, who has all yep. of these brands who is putting yeah. in her work, putting in the grind. Are you saying that she is a walking red flag? No. What I said, if she can't send me a text message to be like, how, how are you doing? Yeah, it's a red flag yeah. for me. I will tell you, I, yeah, as busy as I am, all four kids and my businesses, I will always communicate. I always say, hey, I am going to be on a live. I will not be available for maybe three hours. It's no matter how busy someone is, they, 10 seconds, it's all it takes for someone that you care about. So I agree. Okay. I agree. So then you got 10 seconds to care about what's about to happen next. And that is <laughs> decision time, Keisha. Yep. We Drum want roll. to know who is in third place. Oh my goodness, you guys, this is hard. We don't make it easy. This we never said it was going to be easy. Okay. Can we, let's just recap number one. Can we, for all three of you, can we recap your number one red flag? Sure. It was lack of trust. Okay. Mine was no accountability. And mine was unaligned relationship goals. So that helped a lot. So in my mind, I feel like we're going last place. Yep. Moving third. Yes, number three. I would probably say, how do you say it, Juve? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Keisha, it's, it's so, so lose. So, so lose. Impossible. So, so lose. What? So, so juve. No way am I. Say it again. The farting? The farting? The farting? Where did this red flag? You guys take it too literal. Too literal. It's too literal. It's the red flag. Throw it. Can you say it again? Listen, both of my exes spoke two different languages and I could never pick them up. Like, I just don't have that in me. So I apologize. So, so. <laughs> take accountability. I, I know you're not saying. So, so you. Third place to so, so lose. Oh, man, Keisha. Yeah. All right, Keisha. I'm at sorry. third place. Don't apologize. You're the judge. You know this. You know this. Yes. Yeah, yeah we already judge. know who the winner is. Complete autonomy. You impose the law. So, so we have third place. Okay. Don't give a what about second place. Who's we number need one? to know who has the best list. 
Number one is HLS. The crazy thing is that you all of your list had mine is completely different than all three of yours. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Well, so what, what's on your five cents? Say number five um, would be too much too fast. So if they try to take the relationship mm-hmm. so fast, um, like within the first That's few days one. talking about marriage, that has happened to me so many times. And believe me, I want to think that I am that great, but I think that they fall in love <laughs> with the idea, not the person. So that is a red flag for me to run. Number four only talks about himself and talks himself up. So nonstop talks about how great he is and only about himself. I feel like actions are much greater than words and you shouldn't have to tell me who you are. Just show me. Um, Number three thinks and always thinks that conversation is conflict. So someone who's incapable of having a conversation without feeling like it's conflict. Um, Conversations are so important to a healthy relationship and it doesn't always mean that there's conflict or it has to turn. Not everything's everything's an argument. Yeah, not everything's a fight. We just need to hear each other and get to a mutual agreement, right? This one is kind of, number two could be controversial maybe a little bit. Number two for me is if they have had a bad childhood. And I can say that I have also had a bad childhood, but not blaming that. So if they continuously blame their bad childhood for bad behavior, that's a red flag for me. At some point, you just have to take accountability. Built-in excuse all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Have to take accountability and work on that so that it doesn't always come up in a relationship. Yep. And the number one thing, and this is the red flag that I ignored the, and it was the most tragic loss for me because I ignored it. Is if a man does not, and you guys may not have kids yet, but dating in your thirties. I'm 35. Most men that I come across are going to have kids. And if they do not take care of their kids, if they do not love them, provide for them, they will never have the capacity to do that for you. Like, it's just not there. Mm-hmm. So don't flatter yourself. Oh. That, that, that's that. actually a really great angle because I, I think when I looked at my list, it's single person, no, no kids. That's kind of the mindset I was having, but that's actually a mm-hmm. very, very interesting angle. Yeah, 100%. Great. So, so yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this was super list. helpful. Thank you for sharing that. So what we do, Keisha, is we go ahead and we talk to our social media people and ask them okay. about yeah. the topic. And this topic was yeah. a little bit hot in the socials there. So I'm gonna share. Yeah, yeah it was burning up yeah, on the socials. I'm gonna share with you the people's polls. So at number five, right. the people had being inconsiderate of the other feeling, others' feelings or view. At number four, they had always at home and always talking about being behind on bills. At number three, cruelty, even in the slightest bit. At number two, a lack of honesty. And number one was talking only about themselves slash vanity. That was number one. That's yeah. what the people That's, had to say. Yep. Also want yep. to shout out, let me see this name. Inclam Redditor. 
I don't know. In clan, probably should have practiced that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run it, Redditor, I don't know. I feel so much better about my mispronunciation. Uh, yeah, you should feel terrible about just the enunciation, period. That's what you should feel bad about, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> but this person had, if the person comes after you with an axe, that is a red flag. And for me, if they, if they hit, it's going to be more than just a red flag going on yes, over seriously. there. So that is our people's poll. Logical genius. Will you hit us up with what chat GPT had to say about it? Yeah, so Keisha, we also talked to AI, right? AI is big now. And we said, you know what? What would AI tell us about red flags? Would AI know anything about being in a relationship? So I've asked chat GPT. And I'll give you a few, but here's the first pass it gave me. At number five, poor communication. While communication is essential for a healthy relationship and may be considered yeah. less critical when compared to other red flags, it, oft it can often be improved through effort and commitment from both parties. At number four, unhealthy jealousy. Excessive jealousy mm -hmm. can lead to problems and stay in a relationship, but it may not be as immediately harmful as some of the other severe red flags. At number three, lack of respect. Respect is fundamental, and its absence can lead to a toxic relationship that's more critical than poor communication or unhealthy jealousy, but it might not be as immediately damaging as the next two red flags, which at number two is controlling behavior. Control issues are significant red flags as they can lead to unhealthy power dynamic, emotional abuse, and long-term harm. It's more important than the previous red flags, but not as severe as the top red flag. And the top red flag it had was or is dishonesty. Dishonesty and breaches of trust are often considered the most critical red flag. A lack of honesty can lead to severe consequences, including a complete breakdown of trust in the relationship. It's typically the most important red flag to address. So that was the top five. So me being me, I said, ChatGPT, this is a little too serious for me. Give me something a little comical. You know, give me, give me something funny. Right. So here's what some of the funnier ones that it said. It said if they put pineapple on a pizza. I know that's a big debate depending yes. on where you're from. Yes, no pineapples on a pizza. Get out of here with that. <laughs> the other one is if they haven't watched any of my favorite TV shows or movies. So maybe that goes into the alignment thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, another interesting one is if, if they leave the toothpaste cap off. That's more like a pet peeve, maybe. Yeah, there <laughs> is. If they still believe in Bigfoot, UFOs, and the world is flat. Oh, that was one of the, the funnier ones by ChatGPT. So you're telling me ChatGPT <laughs> did not have farting on its list? No. <laughs> no. Unbelievable. <laughs> it didn't have alignment goals either uh, or, or relationship goals either. No, no, two, two, number two was towards alignment. Definitely number two. No, it's controlling behavior. Control. It was poor communication, oh, okay. unhealthy jealousy, lack of respect, controlling behavior, and dishonesty. So, hmm. Keisha. Yes. You had hit me up and you said that, hey, not only do you want this to be a learning experience for the viewers, you want this to be a learning experience for you. So there were some <laughs> things that you wanted some guidance and advice on, on whether or not we have a red flag situation, a beige flag situation. Shoot, maybe it's a white flag situation. 
going on with some instances that you have experienced, do you mind sharing as we guys try to help you out? Okay. So let's just do the biggest one. Can we do that? Because it might take a second. Let's do so, it. And you, you sure. Feel free to tell me if I am a red flag in doing this. So after talking okay. to someone for about three days, three days consistently talking, but I had a date lined up with someone else, right? Um, and I had already had this date lined up, so I planned to do it, but I didn't want to be dishonest. So I did tell the person that I was casually talking to for three days that, hey, I mm -hmm. do have a date lined up and I want to be completely open and honest. Was I wrong for doing that? Should I not be that open? What do you do in that situation? I think you were 100% right. Okay. I think you put it out there. This is who you are. This is what you're doing. And if you couldn't handle that now after three days, and he's already showing that kind of like poor behavior. Yeah. What's going to happen down the line? Like he's only known you for three days. Yeah. So let me um, dig myself a further hole because after three days of knowing him, I did sext him. I just kind of like to know what I'm getting into. Are we going to like the same <laughs> things? Like that's pretty important to me. So after three days of talking to him, I did sext him a little bit. So he was furious and he said, that because I sexted him, he thought we were in a committed relationship and oh, lost. <laughs> run, run, yeah. okay. run. All right. Okay. My answer no. on that is red flag completely on him and brightest green flag for you. Like, hey, let's go. Like, that's a yeah. green flag. Okay. I yeah. started thinking that I was wrong. Like, I shouldn't. No. Maybe you're not supposed to tell them. Maybe I shouldn't have entertained a like. I, I don't know. I think it's. I think women, particularly women, get a bad rap for the whole "I'm dating" thing, right? It's taboo, right? It's looked. Up, but yeah. it, it, there's nothing wrong for you to say. If if you said to him, or if he said to you, "Oh, I'm," you know, "Oh, wh where are you at in life?" Or "I'm I'm dating." That's that's something people do. Like it's it's dating. It's you're, you're trying to find that person. You know, your person. Okay. So I think saying that you're dating, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and the fact that if you've already put that out front and you've mentioned mm -hmm. that you are dating and you're, you know, look, you know, trying to figure things out, then it, I shouldn't be surprised that, oh, she has a date lined up. Now, it really comes down to the type of guy he is, right? If he's more like, oh, I got competition. I'm not losing to this competition. Or like, oh, no, I can't, I can't handle competition. I'm going to back off. So it really comes down to how he is his insecurities or, or securities as a person, I think. Okay. So it's funny because he speaks as if he's very confident and, you know, he'll beat the competition no matter what he's doing in life, like work life, anything, but his actions kind of came across like insecure. Men, men, are, men are possessive. I think men are very possessive, possessive. Oh, I, you know, I saw her first. Yeah. So that's, that's mine. You know, I think that's, I think that's part of it, at least from my perspective. So it's funny because I started after this situation happened, like I just completely pulled away from dating. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong because I felt so shameful for, for that. Like I felt like I must not be doing this right. And I don't want to hurt anyone. So. Yeah. I don't know where you found this gentleman, but if it's within the community, I mean, that, that kind of speaks yeah. on because they're a little bit more conservative. Right. Yeah. So, mm. so I think I, I mean, 
social Drew said it logically. I said to myself, you know, we're from, you know, a very urban areas. So the discourse, the way people move is very different. Okay. And I would respect the fact that someone's open with you be like, Hey, listen, you and I are vibing. It's cool. But just so you know, I have this other date schedule. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're going on a date doesn't negate me. Yeah. It just means you're doing this in addition That's to it. it. Okay. Uh, and once you get to meet me, once you get to meet social Drew, once you get to meet a lot of, the other person is going to be gone anyway. Yeah, that's how right? I would feel. I feel like, like I some people yeah. don't like competition. You, yeah, yeah, like put me up against five people. At the end of the day, the person that you choose, I want that to be the one that's for you, whether it's me or it's not. Exactly. But I want you to have no exactly. doubt in your mind that I am the one. 100%. Exactly. I think it's a it's insecurity thing. It's an ego thing. I think that's what's part of it. Jealousy, okay. dictating, clinging. That's three right like three days. Yeah. That's yeah. three red flags right there for me. <laughs> oh. Automatic. <laughs> and I will never sext anyone again. Oh. I'm, I, I probably will. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say don't don't make the other people pay for his exactly. Okay. There's it's... a lot of people that would like to sex. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. So is there any other advice that you need from us, Keisha? I think that's it. You guys helped me so much. Your lists were so long and so different than mine. So I love it. Love that. So Keisha, you are a person of many talents doing many things. Is there anything that you want to shout out or promote right now? Oh, man. Just hit up KeishaBeachy.com. Christmas is coming. <laughs> no, definitely follow along on um, Keisha Beachy on Instagram or Bombshell Beauty Boutique with Keisha on Facebook. I am so much more than makeup and hair tutorials, clothes. I am so much more than that. I definitely share my heart and my experiences and hopes of helping other people. So I would love to have more people join my community and just have fun and connect. All right. So hit Keisha up on the socials. Yeah. Once again, Christmas is Follow. coming. So if you need to get a gift for mm-hmm. uh, your special <laughs> lady, that, that's the way to I go. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, no, yeah. no problem. No problem. Thank you for coming on. We're going to go ahead and say good night to the people. And I will start it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. To my Juve and Juvets. I think out of all the episodes we have done, I think this one <laughs> might have been the most shocking defeat. I think I had the HLS bug-eyed <laughs> on this one. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that we let, we gave a pass on farting. A pass. It's I knew no where pass. he was going with not that. A pass. I could see Thank where you. he was going with it. Wow. The red flag. It's not always obvious. But, you know. Red flag, yellow flag, all the flags. I can't believe it. But... I will have to try better next time. I I don't understand what happened on this one. So good night, people. We'll try again. I will try to make it make sense. Logical genius. Go ahead and say good night to the people. People, you know, it's it's, it's all about love, right? And and love is being able to rip a good fart and not worry about the other person judging you for it because that's true love right there. I'll do better next time. Good night. And HLS and our champion for the week. Yes, yes. It's your boy, HLS. Back at the top spot once again. And thank you, Logical Genius. You taught me something today. You taught me the word 
eproctophilia. And I will take that and I will run with it. And every time we're playing a taboo, I'm going to some <laughs> I'll find a way to use that word, eproctophilia. Thanksgiving is coming. Look out, people. It's your boy, HLS. Thank you, Keisha. You stepped in the right direction. We need to Thank find you. gas sex. That's what we need to find. And Keisha, <laughs> and Keisha, and Keisha Vici, please go ahead and say goodnight to the people. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for hopping on. And thank you guys so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here.